Alright. Go for it, man. <laughs> oh, shit. I just spilled my beer on myself. Oh, no. Let's a beer? This. Oh, I guess yeah, it's 5 p.m. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like 1 o'clock for you, yeah. right? I've actually already had a couple I've got drinks, one, so. too. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> I went to a couple breweries this morning with a friend, so. Oh, nice. Nice. Okay, yeah. Uh, welcome to the Armchair Armbar Podcast. Uh, this is our recap episode of uh, UFC 259. Um, lots of crazy stuff went down. Um, there were some submissions, some mm. decisions, and some disqualifications. Uh, so, <laughs> so we're going to break it all down. Uh, but first and foremost, we made picks last time, right? We that's, did. That's what this is all about. Winners. And... Um, I think I take. The, I think I win. You do win two to one. Technically, two. you do win two to one. Yeah, technically. <laughs> if we get technical, I I I got one by disqualification, but yeah, and the other two were like just near decisions that went through. Yeah, because so. didn't um, the first fight was a split decision, was it not? Yeah, so we might as well start there. So there was um. Uh, so there's Alexander Rakic. Alec R- Alec Rakic versus Alec Rakic. Tiago Santos. Um, so we had this fight. Uh, you had Tiago and I had Alec. And everybody going into this fight thought it was going to be bombs. These are two giant human beings. Tiago has got a hammer tattoo on his chest. He just looks super intimidating. And in if actually, he doesn't throw bombs, they should just remove the tattoo, basically. Y- exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. Just, you're not allowed to have that tattoo if you can't throw hammers. It's false <laughs> false advertising. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He would get he would get the shit suit out of him. Yeah. Um, so boring fight. Yeah. It really was. It was disappointing. Even Joe couldn't hold back his words, like couldn't bite his tongue. Joe Rogan, the the caster. He he was even like, This is just super disappointing. I think we all know who Joe Rogan is. Yeah, I know, but I feel like I feel like I gotta clarify some things. Because <laughs> you know, on, on we know podcast, everything. On the podcast, you gotta uh, clarify who the biggest podcaster in the world is. Yeah, you never know. Well, if I <laughs> if I just say Joe, that that could be Joe Benavidez. No, that's fair. That could be <laughs> I mean, his fight was uh, he got he got the shit kicked out of him. Benavidez should retire. And you know, I was spread. Dana White didn't say anything in, in the post fight conference. He was asked about that. Yeah. If he should have a conversation with him. And he said no. Which is so out of character. He he usually usually likes to retire people almost. He he does, but I mean Joe He clearly lost that fight. Yeah. I know we're getting off of uh Tiago and Alec here, but Yeah. Uh, but really Joe Yeah. Joe lost that fight clearly. Yeah. And the one thing that you talked about in the last podcast, which it, it didn't really click in until I was watching this fight last night. You you were right. It's crazy to see that a title challenger goes from being in a title fight to being in the prelims. But not only that, the guy he was fighting was ranked number three. Yeah. So this crazy. was two versus three in their division, and they're on the prelim and pretty low on the prelim. Like They're literally mid. mid-card. Yeah, mid-card. Like that's just not getting a lot of eyes. It's the state of the flyweight division. It's just not it's, in a good place. Yeah, I mean, it it's got, it, that's been a slow division for a while. Yeah, it got a little bit better with 
uh, Figueredo and now Moreno. Those those two are yes. exciting. God, that was a good fight. For context, if people don't know that Figueredo is the current current champ, he um he's kind of a bantamweight. He's he's a bigger feather. Uh, he's a big featherweight. Yeah. So, he's, yeah, I don't know. The it's a, it's in a weird spot, and it's clearly doesn't get the same attention, and the UFC doesn't tr- really treat it the same, and they put they put him in a prelims it's kind of sad to see yeah. and he loses too so you not only are you in this poor position in the card but you lose so what happens next is he going to be in the pre pre fights like in the early he's prelims? On the, he's, yeah he's going to be on the like facebook prelims Jeez, number five versus number six first fight of the entire <laughs> freaking card <laughs> yeah exactly you're going to have somebody debuting in the ufc at 19 years old higher up in the card yeah yikes <laughs> um also in the in the prelims, Dominic Cruz versus Casey Kennedy. Yeah, uh, that was a great fight. It was a really good fight. I, I still have very, very question marks for me around Dominic Cruz. I know his style is this awkward style of hopping around and stuff, but I, yeah. I don't know. I think you put him in I, there with a killer, and he's going to be destroyed. But the, the who was it? It was either DC or. Um, it was either Daniel Cormier or I think it was Joe who was saying like, there's one thing to watch video of Dominic Cruz fight and train for that. And then there's an entirely different, I'm in the cage with Dominic Cruz and he's doing this crazy bouncing around and it's just very hard. And that's, that's what made him a champion is people couldn't catch up with that. A couple people were able to get it done, you know, uh, Cody Garbrandt put on an amazing fight um, and beat him, and I think Dillashaw beat him as well, right? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Dillashaw lost. Didn't That's... they fight twice? Uh, no, that was no, Garbrandt. I... That was Garbrandt. That yeah. was Garbrandt. Yeah, pretty sure, yeah. Pretty sure only D- Dillashaw only lost. He lost his title to Cruz. So uh, uh, yeah. that, in my eyes, would be a nice fight. Dillashaw can redeem himself, put him back in the position of the bantamweight title if Cruz was he to win definitely that definitely needs to redeem himself yeah that'd be and that's uh, main card worthy those two that's definitely main absolutely card absolutely um I, I thought Dominic looked great Casey looked great as well but uh uh they it was a split decision and I did not think it was a split decision I thought that was no. very easily unanimous that that was Dominic for sure uh Dominic yeah I mean, that's um, something we can get into a little bit later, but, like, the judging overall. Dana... Horrible. Had, yeah, Dana White had a lot of comments about it, and it, it makes me nervous. <laughs> I hate it when it goes to the judges. I just never I, am confident, no matter how dominant one fighter was over the other. I, I think there's been... I, I've been watching UFC since... Oh, God. I want to say 2006, 2007, around that time. Mm-hmm. I think I may have said... Oh, the judges were really good tonight. I think I may have said that once. Yeah, right. <laughs> it just never, and it's not even a bias. It's not even a bias. It's just, it's just they, they do crazy stuff. Like this one, I think they actually most of the decisions, I think were pretty accurate. But it was the scoring. It was the way some of them were scoring, yes. which was just they bonkers. did get the decisions right, but the scoring was was absolutely batshit crazy. Yeah. Uh, Dominic Cruz did not. I didn't think he lost a round. I also don't think he won a 10-8 round. No. And that's what Dana said. And I, I, I think it's so accurate. They, he said they when, were throwing around 10-8s. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, back in my day, 
you know, a 10-8 was you got your ass kicked. You got, like, you were on the ground, dominated, ate a bunch of punches. And now it's just like, oh, he kind of lost the round by, like, two extra punches, 10-8. Or the guy took him down and he laid on top of him for four minutes and kind of, you know, moved him around the cage. That's not not 10-8. No. No, that's not 10 Like... We're talking back in the day when like GSP would be on top of a guy throwing elbows, throwing punches, even John Jones back in the day yeah. when he would get on top of somebody and it'd be three minutes of them grounding and pounding the crap out of the guy. Yeah. That's a 10, eight round. Yeah. Could like could have won the fight in that round. That's a 10, eight. Yes. <laughs> Where the other guy, it's like, he didn't even show up. Yeah. So like, anyways, uh, <laughs> Amanda Nunez in the round one, that was a 10, eight round. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but, I should hope uh, so. So Alexander Rak- Rakic, yeah. uh, pretty easy unanimous decision there for him against Tiago. Uh, he was definitely the busier fighter. It was still a close fight, but just not as entertaining as I think we all were hoping for. Yep. And I, and I want to pump my own tires here, but uh, in our last episode, we were talking about this fight, and I was saying that Tiago is gun shy lately. And he was gun shy again, and very I very gun shy. I, I don't know, and, and you know the commentators were commenting on this. Um, he's had a lot of leg surgeries, which yeah, they uh, were an, saying that an insane amount actually. He's got like completely new he, legs. He's basically. a bionic man. Yeah, and that that just you know the in the in any sport, but particularly this co- one a combat sport, that's just gonna change your career. It, it, there's just no way and, it can't. Yeah, and your opponents are clearly going to be looking for that. Yeah, yeah. He was throwing you, you the leg kicks. Knee, yeah, you have multiple yeah. knee surgeries. Cool. I'm just gonna kick the crap out of your knee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that'll slow anyone down. So yeah, not yeah. really much else to say about this fight. It was slow, kind of boring, and not a lot of volume. But I squeak out the decision win. You and did. We move yes. On, uh, we move on to the. The, the fourth fight on the For card. For the record, you did say sub in the third. I did. Which was, was just a bananas prediction, by yeah, the way. Yeah, that was, that was wild. <laughs> that didn't even come close to fruition. <laughs> I, I don't think they went to the ground at all. Maybe I, I sh- should get a minus a point there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where that one came um, from. Yeah, next uh, Islam Makhayev. Makachev, I think. Is it? I thought it was Mahayev or something like that. Oh, I'm sure. But the yeah. Canadian, uh, the Canadian translation is Makachev. <laughs> yeah, it's totally. I don't yeah. know. Uh, Islam Makachev, uh, Drew Dauber. I yeah. mean, this this went exactly how we thought it was going to go. Yeah, yeah. We both picked Makachev because, well, we just knew. I, I'm. Uh, little, you can't doubt Khabib. Habib. Yeah, exactly. Khabib's in that corner. You know, he's getting all of those juicy secrets on how to be a bear mauler and yeah uh, and that's exactly what he did when it was on the ground did, yeah no chance and and i like the the one thing i really liked about this fight is you hear this so often going into fights oh this is my game plan this is my game plan this is my game plan and they kind of don't stick to it yep he was like he said in his post fight i know this guy's got good hands he hit me a couple times it hurt my game plan was just to take him down and just beat him there. Yeah. And that's what he did. Mm-hmm. There it, wasn't, maybe I should stand up with him and see if I can trade. No, I'm not even going to chance that. I'm just going to take him down and just maul him. 
Yeah. It, it's funny how he said it too. He's like, uh, you know, I we were doing okay on the stand-up trading. But then I was like, you know, I'm just going to take the easy way out and I'm going to take him down. Like that's how confident yeah. he is in his abilities. That's the easy route to victory is uh, exactly. is that game plan. So and not that that's a bad thing. That, that's no. absolutely not. It sounds like it's a bad thing. Oh, I'm just going to take the easy way out. No. Yeah. But it's it's not when you're an elite wrestler like that, when you're that's just you're the, one of the best in that field. Of course I'm going to go that way. Yeah. It's it's like, it's like GSP. It's like GSP, you know. Everybody knew he was going to take you down cuz that's where he was the best. Mhm. Yep. And it's not like and he was just uh laying on top of him killing time. He was he was moving positions. Always active. Yeah. Yeah, and then he he got the, su- the submission in round yeah. 3. Yeah. And I I I don't think it was necessarily a submission. You think he just kind of gave up? Drew? I think he kind of he, he like it was one of those okay, I'm in the the worst spot possible. This is absolutely inevitable. How about I just go out right now? Yeah. It just didn't look like like full chest to chest arm triangle just doesn't seem it was weird it was a weird one for sure yeah i agree like yeah like i've seen arm triangles like with giant guys where they have to slide as far to the side as they can mm-hmm. like you talk about the uh, uh, uh fight uh brock lesnar versus shane carwin mm-hmm. he was basically 45 he was on a 90 degree angle to Shane Carwin when he tapped him in that arm triangle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you gotta get over there. You, you 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 don't get chest to chest and then just squeeze like, hey, maybe maybe he was. I I, I mean, I, we weren't in the fight, but it, it felt to me like he was just he was done. It he was did done seem that minute. way. And you gotta think as a fighter, you probably know most of the time they know pretty well into the third round if they lost or won those first two rounds right yeah and maybe the corner is saying hey you lost those two you gotta you gotta win this so by the time he got on the ground like that he's probably thinking wow shit that's here we here we go this is gonna be another four minutes of my ass gonna yeah just cursing dagestan on the ground just (laughs) (laughs) yeah i I would even lean over and be like hey habib what do i do (laughs) yeah help (laughs) so yeah Um, that was pretty dominant um we were and uh, oh sorry he no um he was ranked what 15 going into this fight and based on the post fight Dana's saying that he might even get a top five fight so like he, a he uh, tony ferguson or something like that i think he that's should. a huge leap for a 15th ranked but the thing is the ranking is bonkers because he's on a seven fight win streak like in the ufc yeah in the ufc Oh, oh, damn! Like he, I don't think he's lost any of his UFC fights, and he's won seven in a row. So, like, you got people like Leon Edwards, right? He's not getting a title mm-hmm. fight, but he's, you know, he's, he's like number three. Thirteen. Yeah, I know he's he's dropping down, but he's ranked number three. I do believe. Yeah, he's ranked third. He's ranked three, but because uh, yeah. they're the next fight, I believe, and he's fighting uh, the thirteenth ranked guy. Right. It um, just seems it seems crazy to have that big of a discrepancy between the two fighters. Yeah. It 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 seems weird to me like if he's ranked 15 and he's fighting a number 5 rank. Yeah. Why is he ranked 15 to begin with? 
Yeah, I don't know. The rank it's all over the place, right? It's just all over the yeah. place. So I don't know. I, I think I think he does kind of deserve and then also you have to look at the wins and think, um, okay, well did he sneak by a decision or did he dominate like he did that night? So I wouldn't be upset seeing him get a top five fight. Um Makachev does. Uh, but um I think his skill yeah. is is way higher than top five. Like like he's he's in the top ten for yeah. sure. And you know what? Speaking uh, of that one that you mentioned, Tony Ferguson. Yikes! I would actually be so nervous for Ferguson for that one after what happened with Oliveira. Yeah, that Oof. would be a very scary fight. That and probably not he better good. be just be working on his back, like training on his back. That's all he should be yeah. doing right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyways, so we both got that one right. Um, yeah. Went just as we expected. So yeah, then, and um, I mean, lightweight division is just crazy to begin with. Mm-hmm. So then it's, we got we got to move on to the next one here, the third on the. Oh yeah, oh well, you were saying it right. The the light. Oh wait, no, they're not lightweight. They're bantamweight. Sorry, what am I saying? They're, they're, they're uh, lightweight. Yeah, because that's what uh, that's what uh, Habib is. Yes, yes, the greatest. And that time. division, I mean, that division is stacked right now. Yeah, it's the most. It's the hottest. It's the hottest division in mixed martial arts. Yeah, I think so too. Um, okay, so. so yeah, so the the third fight of the card, probably the most anticipated fight, at least for us, I think, uh, besides maybe the main event, but but this this one was really up there f- for us. Um, yeah. So it was Peter Jan. Peter Jan. I don't know how to say his Peter. name. Peter. 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 <laughs> I mean, the first episode there, we uh, we 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 butchered a lot of people's names. Good. <laughs> Let, let's continue I've, that I've, trend. I've, <laughs> we're just gonna just Canadianize all of these. It's, yeah, it's, it's Peter. It's Peter Yan. Yeah, and then <laughs> against uh, Aljamain Sterling. Uh, so oh. yeah, this was very interesting one. Uh, first is so basically the result was a disqualification due to an illegal knee to a grounded opponent. Mm-hmm. An intentional. Yeah, an intentional. So not even was the fight called a no contest. It was actually the t- the belt was given to Aljamain Sterling, who was the grounded opponent who ate the knee, uh, because he couldn't continue fighting, and the uh, b- they deemed it intentional. So he became the bantamweight champion. And and th- and there's no question, it was an intentional knee. I agree. I t- Absolutely I, no question at all. It was an intentional knee. Yes. It, it, the, his knee was down. It was no question. And he he need him so hard. Yeah. I've never seen yeah. that. Uh, those, those are illegal for a reason, right? Like the, the, the amount of power you can get out of your knee at that angle, that's just devastating. <sighs> but, oh. and I, I, won't, I won't question the intention behind the knee that was for sure illegal but i think aljo copped out a little bit i think he took that he wasn't that concussed he probably knew he was losing the fight and i think he just took the cop out i don't know i don't know how i feel about that at first i was thinking that and then about 45 seconds to a minute after he tried to stand up and he immediately fell over Wow, yeah, that's good acting. 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> these guys aren't Hollywood actors. No, um, I don't know. I don't know. It's hard he, to say. He was, maybe he embellished a little bit. I, yeah. I don't think he did. It was still a, a ridiculously illegal knee. Uh, that's the worst yeah. illegal move yeah. I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> if this was pride, that would have been totally fine. Yeah, and Jan would still be champ. Yeah, uh, but they put those rules in place for a reason, and even regardless on if he was acting a little bit, there's no way you eat that knee and you're not feeling it. Yeah, you're right. At the end of the day, it was a legal shot. It was, a, and to your point, the worst legal shot I've ever seen watching UFC. I've been, I haven't been watching as heavy. Long, it was heavy. heavy. It was, it was so obvious that Aljo was was a downed opponent the ref even yelled it like i don't know yeah, if he, he like said, he said grounded as soon as his hand yeah. was on the ground because he went for a takedown i think yeah the only thing like stopping pewter yan from being the champ for a long time is probably his english because i think when the ref yelled he's a downed opponent he thought kill this guy with everything you've got and threw an illegal knee. so in his post fight i don't know if you saw his post fight i did interview. i did uh, he said that there was a lot of attention from the ref talking about grounded appoint, uh, grounded opponents. Yeah, they did talk about this, and which is cool because you always hear uh, when the title fights come, the the ref comes up and he says, "We've had our discussions in the back," and you're like, "Well, I want to know what those discussions are. What are you actually telling those people?" Yeah. Um, but uh, Peter said uh, that they talked a lot about the definition of a ground opponent. And is he was saying it was a lot to do with the hands, the hands being on the ground. If there's a hand on the ground, you can't do anything. Hand, hand, hand. And he didn't. He he saw that his hands were up, yeah. and didn't even think to look at his knee. Yeah. And so he threw it. Yeah, and in his defense as well, um, probably from the angle where he's standing, he might not be able to see if Aljo's getting up because even though that was blatantly illegal. The difference of somebody getting up off of their knees and being on their knees is a split second, and it's probably not that easy to see when you're in the cage. So, like, it's a, it's a half yeah. a second. It's like yeah, exactly. It's half a second. Uh, Demetrius Johnson, actually, the uh, one of the, one of the best featherweights of all time, who's not with the UFC anymore. He tweeted out that it actually should be legal. Uh, to knee ground opponents because of the time delay, they can they can just kill time being on the ground like that, and and di- kind of dick around and, and and get their. I don't breath I don't back. agree with that because because he's allowed to knee them. He's allowed to knee to the body, and to the legs. Yeah. Yeah. But in the position that he was, he had his hands on his head. Yeah. And that, uh, that, like, we're uh, talking about a combat sport. Yeah. Your intent going into this, <laughs> into this octagon is I am going to hurt this person. Yeah. Yeah. There has to be a line. Like, um, talking about Pride days, you go back to Pride, they allowed soccer kicks. That's what they called them, soccer kicks. Wow. Where the guy was down and you could literally kick Boom him in the, face. in the head <laughs> as hard as you could. Well, actually, to to that, uh, did you see the axe kick that Jan tried in like round one? Yes, that was that would have been illegal. 
<laughs> when I but saw him throw, not I was like, because Whoa. he's a, he's a de- like that's not illegal. Well, he went for his head. Yeah, that would have been illegal if that illegal. connected. What? No, because 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 it was to his. If it's to his face, he's facing the person. Yeah. Oh, that. I'm pretty sure that the like the axe kick is allowed. Is it allowed to the? I don't think it's allowed to the head. I'm I'm pretty sure you can't kick the head at any point if it's a down opponent, in any shape or form. Uh, but I could be wrong. But it looked wild, and then, and then you know what? Another thing that was bugging me it was not like put my tinfoil hat on here, conspiracy theorist. Um, Aljo was like flopping on the ground a lot. He looked slippery, and he, like every now and then he just like fall to his ass. Like there was a lot of that throughout the entire card. I don't know yeah. if you remember with the Casey Kenny and Dominic oh, Cruz yeah. fight. Yeah, there slipping. was a few times where Casey would slide. Yeah. And it was kind of like, what is like? Did somebody not dry out the mat? Or is it slick? Like, yeah, it's weird, right? What's what's going down? Maybe you should have socks. Yeah. On. But he he was falling down quite a bit and uh, yeah. trying to bait him to come to the grounds and you know uh, Peter was not having that. Yeah, yeah. It's more of a recap of the actual fight. Like the the knee was the biggest talking point, but the the fight itself was very entertaining. First of all, it was a very good fight. Yeah, it was a great fight. It was a great fight. Um, Aljo I think Peter would have won. Uh, he was yep. definitely wearing like Aljo was so tired. Yeah. Yeah, Aljo was going crazy pace, crazy, crazy pace the first two rounds. And mm-hmm. you could see it dropping off. And it was good, but it wasn't effective. He was he was trying to break Jan's defense, but wasn't really finding the shots I think he wanted. Um, and that seemed to frustrate him a little bit. So he upped the pace a little bit more. And then come round three, uh, it all came crashing down. He just He didn't have the energy. You could see it in his spinning attacks and his leg kicks. They just didn't have the same speed that they did in the no, beginning yeah. and Jan was I don't even think he was breathing heavily like he had he was basically doing a rocky he was taking hits left right and center and then when it he gassed him out he started landing some bombs he, he got some big hits in um yep. it was a it was a very intelligent fight by Jan <coughs> um well it was the most intelligent and the most stupid fight I've ever seen a fighter fight <laughs> yes it it was everything was in that fight. It was yeah. super entertaining, very high pace from Aljo, and uh, P- Peter his his boxing background you can see comes out a lot because every time yeah. Aljo was throwing head strikes, Peter was covering uh, covering up as if it was a boxing match. Yeah, yeah, he does the dual his, hands his, in front of the on the, the dual temples. hands, and he was like, yeah. and I was just like. Uh, it was very surprising to see because you don't see a lot of UFC guys or, or mixed martial arts fighters do that classic boxing defense. Mm-hmm. And he was just, he was, Aljo was just hitting air basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, entertaining fight. I think the first two, two rounds, three rounds, you could say were very, very close. It could go either way. I think it could it could have been two two, you know. Um it was like the fourth mm-hmm. round there was definitely a hundred percent 
Peter's uh, rounds. So yeah. it would have been 2-2 going into the fifth, and I think Peter would have just finished him off. That's that's the thing. Is I, I, That's exactly it. Uh, f- fifth mm-hmm. round, KO, Peter Yon. Pretty sure. Yeah. As long as it was legal. Pretty sure that would have happened. <laughs> would have been. Mm-hmm. It says, it says, as long as it's legal shot, <laughs> would have been would have been easy win. Anyway, so yeah. that was that was that fight. That was the bantamweight title. So now Aljamain Sterling, Aljo is uh, is the champ. The champ, and they're going to run gonna it back. It's going to be an immediate rematch. Yeah, um, I think this is a great experience for Aljo. Now knowing that he needs to bring his cardio up tenfold. Yeah, yeah, that so too. So it could be even better of a a second fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I can't wait to talk about that one when that whenever that happens again. It'll be fun. I I did also find that it was interesting that uh, Matt Sarah was not in his corner tonight. Yes, last night. Oh really? That's he was odd. not in his corner, huh. and so basically, other than Matt Sarah. Aljo is the wrestling coach at their gym. Right. So no one was able to really coach. Like he had given things that he wanted them to watch and if they needed to give pointers at or whatever. But why was Matt? I want to know why Matt Sarah wasn't there because, yeah. you know, it, I think he needed to implement his ground game a lot more. True. He was, his, his takedowns just look like garbage. True. Yep. Um little uh, little shout out to another podcast but the UFC Unfiltered with Jim Norton. That's that's Matt Sarah's podcast. They'll probably talk about it. I'll definitely be interested yeah. to listen to to hear about um just what he thought cuz they they love Aljo. They're, it's a big the big I mean so. it's Matt Sarah's boy, right? Yeah. So yeah. um I will be uh patiently awaiting their podcast to yeah. come out to see what they say about uh but why Matt Sarah wasn't there and what their thoughts were on the fight going forward. I mean, I think they're going to be a little biased. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're going to say that Sterling was winning the fight or whatever. I don't think he was winning. I think it was very, very even. And Peter was definitely pulling ahead. But yep. regardless, uh, Peter Yan disqualified. Yep. And you know what? I'm sure Matt Sarah is anxiously awaiting our podcast too. So, Yes, he, he better be. Uh, Shout out to Matt Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, to the next one then. Um, so anyways, I, I ended up losing that one uh, in terms of the picks. You, you, if we get technicality, yes. Uh, it counts. It counts. We have no rules. It counts. So we'll just keep making the rules <laughs> as we go. Peter Yan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, the other thing. I, I just remember this. The yeah. other thing that really pissed me off about that fight when uh, Bruce Buffer went to uh, announce the winner, Peter had his hand up. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, honestly, I think that's a disconnect uh, between languages because he said it in the post-fight conference um, that he thought it was a no contest. And he, oh, didn't, okay. he didn't know what was going on. Like I didn't hear that in the post-fight, but uh, yeah. I was like, because you could even hear it from Joe. Joe was like, "Put your damn hand down." Yeah, I, I, I don't think that was him being rude or disrespectful or anything like that. I, I think he literally just didn't know what was going on. <laughs> okay, okay, that's good. Yeah. Um. Also, I don't think, um, the whole title changing hands, I don't like it. What do you mean? Like that they? Actually I don't like it? the title change hands on a disqualification. Yeah. Me neither. I mean, that's never I happened, think if right? Anyth- it's never happened. I think if yeah. anything, um, 
you know, Aljo clearly will win by disqualification. But yeah. if P- if the other person is the champ, the the title gets taken from them. Yeah. It becomes a vacated title. Yeah. And then the next fight, you're both challengers fighting for the title. You got to beat the best to be the best. That's the way this game works. And uh, and he and sorry, I know Aljo got the belt, but he did not beat Peter Yan. So uh, you no, know, Peter Yan beat Peter Yan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow, meta game. <laughs> uh, what 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 did you, what did what did you say last night? Uh, Sterling loss, uh, Yan loss. Oh, but our we podcast, <laughs> yeah, our podcast won big time. Look at this content. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I I think if anything, you you take the title away from Peter, um, and just it's an immediate rematch, yeah. and it's for the title. But Peter can is not the champ because yeah. you didn't successfully defend, but totally. you didn't technically lose. I agree. Like you, I mean, you didn't. You technically lost, but you didn't really lose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that It'll would be, be a better rule to put in place. It'll... And the, you know, this is the first time it's ever happened, so yeah, exactly. they're probably gonna make that change uh, a change for the future yeah and and they'll they'll it'll bounce out when they fight again but anyways exactly. uh we should really move on to the next one here um uh, so this one's gonna be quick and easy yeah this will Just be like super uh, quick <laughs> <laughs> less than two minutes quick um nunez destroys uh megan wait wait what is her name again jeez megan anderson, anderson yeah okay yeah uh megan anderson Jeez. Yeah, destroyed her. Oh my gosh! Uh, like DC was saying, no contest. Uh, it was not, just... not even a hope. Yeah, and you know it's crazy when they squared off. Um, Megan Anderson is the bigger girl. She's she's a tall. She's six feet tall. She's tall. She's jacked. Um, I she, think yeah. she she looked good going into it. Um, but when she was in the octagon, when they were announcing her name, and when they did the face off. Before they started, you could see Amanda, the champion that she is, the goat that she is. She was relaxed. Yeah. She was having fun. Megan kind of looked like a little scared. Yep. Yep. Kind of like, oh, I- I'm now in this. This is actually happening. So she- I think she was a little tentative. Um, and you can't you can't second guess against Nunez. You no, can't. no, you really can't. And 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 the fight, like she got hit once in the beginning by Nunez and her eyes were huge. Like she, she had her eyes the most open she's ever had her eyes in her life. And, uh, and, and just looked like pure terror to be honest, or like, I don't know, panic of the moment, something like that. Um, and from there it was just Nunez actually looked like she almost knocked her out on her feet and then quickly took her to the ground and then got some crazy dual arm bar, triangle choke submission of her choice. Yeah. yeah, choose your own submission. Yeah, it was easy mode for Nunez, and it's just always easy mode. That's why you know, you know, JC, we pick against each other, but the two picks that we made together, we were a hundred percent accurate. <laughs> yeah, we guessed it. There was it's just obvious. I texted, I texted you last night. I would love, love to have seen the upset. Yeah. I love the upsets. Me too. Um, I love when somebody just shocks the world. And does something like that. Matt Sarah did that against GSP. Yep. Uh, Cody Garbrandt did that against Dominic Cruz. Uh, those are just some of the best fights that you're like, oh man, that person showed up. 
Yeah, but it's hard. It's hard to bet against Nunez. It's just it's way just, too hard. I, they even talk about it in uh, after the fight. Uh, Joe and DC and John Anik there, they were talking about like just scrap the one thirty five division. There's nothing there. Yeah, and and then what one forty five division? You mean just keep the one or, or you mean? Uh, oh no, sorry. Because the, they, they have the they have the there's three different divisions in the yeah. women's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Amanda's 35 and 45 champ, right? Yeah, there's the Strawweights, there's the Chevchenko division, and the Nunez division. Yeah, <laughs> and literally there is nobody on the rankings for the 35 division. Right, yeah. it's it's. There's Amanda Nunez is the champ, and then there's not even a top 10. I mean, it goes not back... Not even a top 5. Yeah, <laughs> it, it goes back to what we were saying before, too, about how like a lot of the women's MMA... Uh, it just hasn't gr- grown out as much, right? So there's just not as many fighters and not as many having these uh, obscene records. With a lot of the, the men's divisions, the top five have maybe less than five losses, typically, and like yeah. above 15 wins. Usually that's like the range, right? Um, yeah. Whereas with the women's, uh, you could just get a two-fight win streak and you could have a good shot at getting a title fight. And then you have your dominators like Nunez, Chevchenko, um, maybe Wei Li Zhang, we'll see. But uh, yeah, like just these really amazing fighters that have, uh, you know, I, I think, I don't even know what Nunez's record is. I think it's like 18 and four, something like that. So, uh, something, something like it's ridiculous. Yeah. She's on a 13 fight win streak. Yeah. She's no 12. She's 12. crazy. She's one behind, um, Kamaru for right. the, she just tied GSP for the longest. Win streak in UFC history. And two that weight Usman classes. just beat last month. Yeah, that's crazy. She's she's going up and down weight classes too. She's literally Yeah. So it, we're all talking about like how people try to become the double champ. Particularly when you become the double champ, uh, it's over pretty quickly. Either you have to give away yeah. one belt and pick a division, or you'll end up losing one of them. Nudez is yep. doing this for at least two years now, I think. I think two years ago she then again up. there is nobody in that uh is it, is it whichever division it is i'm just going to the rankings right now because it's annoying me that i can't remember yeah i can't remember the featherweight yeah featherweight, so the yeah. women's featherweight division it literally says amanda nunez champion and then it's blank yeah then there's the bantamweight and then there's the flyweight which shevchenko is the champion right yeah and then there's the strawweight which Wiley is the champion. Yeah, and that that's a really um, competitive division, actually. Um, you got that's both of those Ioana. the straw and flyer good divisions. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, it's just it's just another night in the office for Nunez, and I just yeah. will never bet against her. I don't think I can because she just continues to dominate, and I think she. Yeah. I don't. I don't see it anytime soon, or she's gonna. No, and the only fight really for her to ever. The only fight that she needs to, only fight that's appealing. How about that? Mm-hmm. To her is still Shevchenko. Yeah, who she's beat twice. Yeah, so it's not even that compelling of an of a fight for her to take. Exactly. Anyway, she should just start fighting the men. Yeah, yeah, for real. She would honestly. probably actually knock out a good number of those men. Please bring back Cejudo and feed him. To Nunez 
Oh, that I would, would just be amazing. I would like nothing. Oh better. my goodness. The king of cringe would die. Oh. <laughs> that would I'm just thinking about that. That would probably be the greatest moment in UFC history. It would. Amanda Nunez knocks out Henry Cejudo. I know there's a lot of like ethical, maybe moral <laughs> questions there for whatever reason, but it would definitely get the most revenue for the UFC. It would be the highest highest UFC pay-per-view of all time. Unbelievable moneymaker. There would be nobody even close. Connor would never be able to get close. No, I don't I, I think like anyone who's somewhat interested in sports would tune in to watch because it's the first crossover of men and women's competitive sports. And not yeah. even just like, you know, taking average teams and mixing them together. This is like the top champions, the top of uh the sport competing so yeah. yeah it'd be insane i would personally i would like to see it because i don't see the downside they both get paid a lot of money but and there's I a lot of lines but... still winning yeah anyways I, that's that's a crazy ass topic right there but uh anyways that's that was that was the second fight we should get in the main car now uh the main fight uh, sorry uh, main event yeah Stop. main event yeah light heavyweight title Jan Blahovich, Blahovich, Israel Adesanya, uh, great fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was not your barn burner. No, no, not at all. But uh, a chess match. That's that's the way. Very I Very much. It. it was, and it was entertaining. If if you're somebody who's just going to watch UFC to see people get knocked out, this is not the fight for you. If you're somebody who likes mixed martial arts and enjoys the game that is in there, that chess match. This was fantastic. Yes, that's exactly that's well put um, because that's that's what it was. Uh, Israel said something before this fight actually that really uh, stuck with me is that he said that people who what um, were interested or on the hype train for the Paulo Costa fight are the casuals. That one was for the casuals. This one against Jan is for the purists. Yeah, and, and exactly because they wanted to see Paulo Costa this big beefy ripped shredded guy knock somebody out yeah and that was all you know the trash talk and back and forth banter and whatnot this one there was none of that there's just pure respect they both said that they were going to win but that they knew each other was a very very skilled fighter and that's what yes. you saw it was a great fight um i thought the first two rounds clearly went to izzy uh he was definitely a little bit busier on the uh on the feet uh not saying that Jan wasn't doing good. Um, Jan was defending really well. Um, I think Izzy just pulled ahead with a little bit of the leg kicks and and stuff like that. But yeah, I find it, that interesting. Was... So, um, so a lot of controversy from what I've seen comments and whatnot is a lot of people are saying that the the um, announcing team, like Joe Rogan, John Eric, and whatnot, DC, were biased towards Izzy, and they definitely were. Uh, I, I think they do a good job every time of talking about both fighters, but they were talking about Izzy quite a bit. And when it they came were, to the yeah. point, um, I think it was after the first two rounds, uh, they said that Izzy was outstriking Jan. But then the UFC put the numbers on the board of the like headshots, leg shots, body shots. Jan out, was outstriking uh, at least significant strikes. He was outstriking uh, Izzy by like hmm. ma- maybe only like five, but it was that means it was a lot closer than people were making it seem anyways. Yeah. But just like it, you said, it was super close, right? So very, very, very close. Um, 
I've I felt like Izzy was moving forward more. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was definitely moving. Oh, he was moving forward a lot more than than um, Jan was. Um, Eighteen to thirteen total strikes in the first round for Jan. Uh, Twenty-three to twenty-one in the second round. For Jan. For Jan. Yeah, so about five almost exactly. And then round three, thirty-four to twenty-eight for Izzy, but Jan got one takedown. Fourth, Jan got one takedown. Fifth, Jan got one takedown. And that was that's the story of the night right there. Takedown. Yeah. I, I think Izzy still pulled the first two. Um, I thought he was just controlling the octagon better. Yeah. He was fainting and and Jan was biting on every single faint. Yeah. And I, that's what I think that's what was frustrating me is that Izzy wasn't fainting and then striking. He kept fainting and then fainting and then fainting and then fainting. Yeah. He needs to start fainting strike, fainting strike because Jan was biting on everything. Um, but Jan took him down and, and that's all he needed to do. That's all he needed to do. Yep. Totally. That's that it was smart. He used his weight, you know, when he had him on the ground, he had full control but not only full control, he's getting a lot of shots in. Izzy was trying to do his best to get out of there, but um, yeah. It was and just... Izzy ate a, ate a couple heavy hands. Yep, he did. Yeah, he, he ate those like a nice cheeseburger. Yeah. yeah. That's the worst analogy I could ever give. <laughs> it was pretty good. Um, he he ate a couple big shots from, from Jan, and... Uh, I think that also gained a little bit more respect from Jan. Yeah. They you could tell they it, both respected each other by their yeah, not wanting to really like give it 100% go in. There was a time a couple yeah. times even Jan kind of I'm pushed. I'm I mean more of the respect where like you go into a fight saying I'm going to knock you out cuz I have heavy hands. And then yeah. you hit him with a good solid shot and he doesn't even flinch. All of a sudden, you're like, okay, I got to think smarter about how I'm going to land these these punches. That's the respect that that yeah. he gained from not going down on those punches. I see what you mean. Yeah, for sure. Because he hit that same punch that he hit Izzy with, that he hit Reyes, and Reyes dropped. Yep, broke his nose. Yeah, and and did a little dance on the way down. Yeah, cool little story <laughs> I love about. The, I, um... love, I love the little wobble. That's one of my favorites. That is a good moment. Uh, what what little story about Jan? I don't know if you knew this one, but uh, so so a while ago. So first of all, he's he started off in the UFC, I think two and four. So he, he yes, he was uh, almost going to get cut from the UFC, and then uh, he was said that he was walking his dog one day in Poland, and in a, in a forest, and they actually while he was walking his dog, he found a dead body. Somebody had passed away. And he called the police. The police came and blah, blah, blah. And the dead body was like a hiker or something, had hiking gear on them. And they had this rope, uh, like, uh, I don't know, just like a blue and red, like thick corded rope. And for whatever reason, Jan said, um, can I have this rope? And they're like, what, what the heck? Why do you want this rope? And he's like, I don't know. I just I just want the rope. <laughs> and so he kept he kept it and he left it in that same spot. And then before every fight, he would go and he would touch that rope. Since then, he is seven and one in the UFC. 
and he became that's mutant, weird right i don't know it probably has no correlation whatsoever but uh that story it's was circulating man it's a everybody's, superstition everybody's superstitious to an extent in uh sports and maybe that's uh, what that's... gives these fighters the little bit of confidence you know he starts winning because he starts doing this thing he keeps doing it and look at him now yeah light heavyweight champ he just beat uh, the middleweight champ one of the best of all time. He even said that now Izzy's 21, 20 and one. He's going to remember Jan for the rest of his life. <laughs> yep. He, just well he was the him. first one to beat him. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. Um, he deserves it. You said it uh, in the pre-fight that you're tired of not picking Jan and getting it wrong. Yep. And you picked him and you got it right. Yep. And I probably I will pick him again the next time he fights. This guy. I I think legit. you're officially on the yawn train. I am on the yawn train. I was on the yawn train. I started being on that train uh, when he knocked out uh, uh, Luke Rockhold. Actually, when he knocked out Luke Rockhold, that was amazing. And then he knocked out Corey Anderson not too long after. I was like, okay, we can't sleep on this guy. That Luke Rockhold one still gives me shivers. Yeah, just <laughs> like broke his skull. Um, yeah. so I, I don't think yeah. Luke Rockhold has fought since. Uh, yeah, he he did actually. Um, did he? Yeah, who the heck did I he don't... just fight? Uh, he probably got knocked out in a very ugly way. Yeah. No, that was his last fight. Oh, it was his last fight. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he got he, Yoel uh, Romero knocked him out before that. Then he went up to oh, yeah. light heavyweight he and then him. got knocked out. Oh, hasn't. Right. Hasn't fought since. Uh, I don't think Ooh. he should. No, probably not. Stick to bottling, buddy. Yeah, his his jaw is is done. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't think at the end of the day that Izzy loses stock on this one. Um, he didn't get knocked out. He didn't get submitted. He didn't even get dominated. It was very competitive. Yeah. Um, so I think he just goes back to middleweight and starts dominating. The biggest tier. The biggest biggest sadness of this whole uh, result is that I doubt we all see Israel versus John Jones but yet maybe yeah it's just because yeah. at least Izzy knows what he needs to do it, and it's if he is in control of the middleweight division yeah which I, I don't see him not being in control of that middleweight division yeah he stays in control there and then he decides he's going to go up again and challenge for the light heavyweight title because he gets an instant title shot. No question about that. It's going to be one of those, if he gets the two titles, he's going to immediately vacate the middle. Yeah. Because yep. if he goes up to 205, he needs to commit to being at 205. And, and he needs yeah. to put that weight on and get used to that. This being four and a half pounds lighter than weigh-in Jan, yeah. Not just fight day Jan, yeah, way in Jan. Fight day Jan's an extra 20, probably. Exactly, right? So if now he's going and he's weighing in at 205 and then fight day he's 215, 220, that's a different story. Yeah. Yep. And then that John Jones fight can come to fruition. Hopefully. Hopefully. Plus, you never know. Uh, John Jones could go for that heavyweight title, get knocked out right away, and then scurry back to light heavyweight. <laughs> we'll see we'll see what happens fight That's... fight fight yawn and get knocked out and then he'll try and go to izzy just to uh just to get some redemption 
Yep. And that's and we get some of those answers on the next card because the next one that we'll uh, be doing the podcast for is um uh Naganu versus Stipe. And that's another Ooh, huge stack I'm card. I'm so excited for that fight. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The whole card is actually super stacked. Um I won't get into it. That'll be on our next episode. Um but really excited about that. Uh, but in the later end, later this month, yeah, later this month, March twenty um, seventh is when it'll be. Oh it's uh, labeled as the biggest, baddest rematch in UFC history. Two giant, beastly Goliaths throwing just bombs at each other. Yeah, yeah, it'll be a lot. Can't wait. But as for this one, UFC two fifty nine is in the books. It was crazy, really, with all the crazy different results. Um, Yeah. Very entertaining, though. But Uh, you pull out the victory. I pull out the victory. Uh, Near perfect, actually, if Jan wasn't a savage. An idiot. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You would have went five for five. You swept. Too bad I don't put money on these things. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, And then, yeah. the, so yeah, yeah, you're up two one for for now. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back. Yeah. And uh Is that uh, how we're doing it? Are next we... fight card. Two title fights on that card too. Yeah. Is is that how we're doing this? Are we uh are we just gonna continue the tally of the, the overall score? Like if next one I go one and two, I'm then gonna be three and three. Or are we going yeah. yeah, okay, okay. And then maybe at the end of the year we'll see where we stand. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, for the for the record, yeah, the this, listeners, this is only episode two. So. Yeah, we we don't plan <laughs> we have any of no this. No rules right now. This this entire podcast is on whim. <laughs> for the record, there's no rules. I have no there's papers. No plan. There's no notes. Just two no, voices, nothing. JC and the Drew. Um, yeah. But this sounds like a sweet band name. Oh, yeah. JC and the Drew. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, brother. Right. Well, until uh, until next time, close to March 27th when we go over UFC 260, you are up 2-1 for now. Uh, great UFC card. But until yeah. next time, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, Till next time. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one. Peace.